sorry, kids, our rappers are so much better than yours. And part of it is they were building something, right? There was no blueprint to really go from. There was no Scarface with Scarface to sound like. The art form is developed in a way now where it's hard to be as original and unique, as special as Kendrick Lamar is, as a lyricist, and maybe it's also my age. I appreciate it, but it don't hit me the same way the stuff hit me when I was young. And it might be because no matter what, he is a version of someone else or an amalgamation of many other someone's who very, were very popular because like I grew up loving Nas. And while Nas, you could argue, is some version of a previous rapper, ain't nobody know who the hell he was. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for, sub- <laughs> for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Man, check this out. On this episode, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to respectfully and tactfully tell you to get off our lawn. And what oh, I mean sure. by that is like, we're 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 a little more seasoned than most of you listening. We're not going to come off as haters, but we're going to tell you distinct distinctively why our rappers are better. Now you heard the clip before we came on. Uh, shout out to Bomani Jones and Dominique Foxworth. That was a uh, Dominique. Excuse me. That was a uh, Bomani Jones's uh, podcast. The right time with Bomani Jones uh, podcast. I listened to faithfully and. Bomani talked about, and Dominique agreed with him, that our rappers are better. But before I get into that, man, let me introduce uh, my guest. Well, he's no guest. The guy's he's he's here every week. Uh, My man Eclectic is back in the building. E, what up, baby? What's up, what's up? How's everybody doing out here in 12 land? It is me, Special Cleck, the oldest in charge. We, um... We're we're here to talk about some stuff. Um, Thank you for having me on the show. Being humble. Oh, man. Anytime. Anytime, man. I I know, right? (laughs) Uh, I I came to this after hearing this episode from Bomani. And what happened was, just to give you guys some backdrop, uh, Bomani and Dominique were talking about, the at the time of this recording, the recent Tiny Desk performance by one, none other than, uh, one of the greatest uh, MCs out of mm. Texas, out of Houston, uh, in the game period, Brad uh, mm. Jordan, a.k.a. Scarface, of the legendary Ghetto Boys. Um, oh, he was so good. So before then, I even yeah. get started, Eclectic, <laughs> did you see the tiny desk from Brother Face Mob? Absolutely not. There's no way I was watching that. Oh, my gosh. Look at this guy, man. It's it's very important. No, this is very important because we're going to get into this and people are going to think that I or we think that the the rappers or the MCs of our generation could do no wrong and we loved everything they did. Let's direct a show. Nope. I don't love them all either. (laughs) So, but, but, but the facts still remain well this is true this is true no we don't we don't love them all and we don't you know what no 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 i don't no 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 i don't you clearly love everybody you love everybody i hate a lot i'm not gonna hate tonight um but yeah it got me to thinking because uh scarface did the tiny desk for uh npr and 
people loved it. They were talking about it as one of the greatest performances. And, you know, he just did some of his older songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you... Uh, relax. <laughs> if you haven't seen or heard uh, The Tiny Desk, I implore you, after listening to this episode, to go and listen to it and watch it on YouTube. Uh, Scarface did his thing. He really did his thing uh, for about 30 minutes. And if you're a Scarface mm-hmm. fan like me, you will really, really appreciate it. Um, that being said, uh, Dominique and, and Bomani, as I mentioned, they they really dove into the idea of Scarface being a rapper who is 50 plus. I think he's like 53, 54 at the time of this recording. Being able to perform on Tiny Desk live with a band, acoustics, the whole nine backup singers, and sound as good or maybe even better than he did when he recorded these songs some 20, 30 years ago, right? And so it got me to thinking, and I immediately wrote down when Bomani said it, uh, our rappers are better than yours. Because I really, I mean, like, from an a seasoned OG's perspective, I really feel like that's what it is. And of course, you know, some of you love this guy, some of you hate this guy. I had to bring Eclectic on here because whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. No one hates this guy. <laughs> what are we doing? What is happening now? Several people hate you, sir. <laughs> um, not that you care. Uh, no, I but, don't. But um, you know, I think <laughs> right. He really doesn't care. Um, but yeah, I-, I wanted to get E on here so that we could talk about it because, like, and I wanted to just bounce some things off of you because, like, I I really think that you know there's something to that and i don't think that there's something to that meaning because we're older we're seasoned in hip-hop we're the old heads and we know better i'm not gonna sit there and say that at all because there are some very much younger current rappers that are really really dope that i can listen to um but the fact remains that you know much like bomani said in the clip you know we had rappers that we listen to that are great now that were great back then your scarfaces and your nazis and your Sean Carter's when he's motivated and so forth and so on. So, E, I guess I'll I'll start with you. Um why do you think based on what you've heard as far as current rappers, why do you think that there's such a gap in between if you take I you know what, let me let me let me rephrase your question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's take instead <laughs> instead of taking 7 MCs, let's take 3 MCs. Okay. I'll start with Drake, Kendrick Lamar, and J. Cole. Arguably three of the best current rappers right now. Correct? Would you agree with that? Uh, no. But I would say they're probably the most popular or the most uh, okay. rewarded or awarded or or streamed or whatever you would have. Mm-hmm. And then, so let's take three from the golden era um i don't know uh the aforementioned nas uh you know let's let's keep it simple biggie jay-z and nas who in their prime why would you do you think why do you think that there's such a gap between jay-z in his prime biggie in his prime nas in his prime whatever you deem their prime to be and then moving forward to these three lyrical MCs in Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and uh, Drake. Why do you think there's such a huge gap and disparity as far as like 
what they talk about and how good they actually are. Well, um, clearly there's a, I think that there's a talent level gap. I think there's a, I think there's a um, experience level uh, gap, meaning um, these, these, um, I, I don't consider Biggie Jay-Z and I was going age, but whatever these, the, those, <laughs> those guys, um, experienced more or, or experienced a lot of, um, lived life without a lot of the comforts that the, the younger people do just by simple fact of the times, you know, the, Biggie on Juicy said Sega Genesis. Drake doesn't know Sega Genesis. <laughs> he could picture this. Drake and Kendrick Lamar right. could absolutely picture this. That's the other thing. Um, right. the The gap comes from what is going on currently is just an addition or a a version of what has already been done. So it's, it's, but what those older gentlemen were doing, they were doing it for the first time. So it didn't exist. So, so uh, other than uh big mix or whoever the other guy was, nobody used the juicy beat before big, except for, you know, the other guy. And so, that was the first time that that you 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 would hear that. Um, Jay Z came out with their presidents and sampled Nas. Well, Nas had just came out. Nobody sampled Nas before, and so <laughs> you know. Good so point. you you have you you have you have stuff like that. Um, the other thing is hip hop. Even before the Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas, the the rap rap music. Because we didn't call it hip hop in the eighties, so so rap music. No. Um, the people, I always liken it to basketball, where you have hoopers. And we did an episode a long time ago about what rapper would be, what basketball player, whatever. Yeah. Go listen to that if yeah, you guys was, can find it. Um, but so my my theory has always been this: there are people who are ballers who would play basketball because they love basketball. Then you have the ones that were playing to get into the league to make money and, mm-hmm. and, and while out. If the NBA and the professional game didn't exist, those individuals would do something else and probably never pick up a basketball again. Whereas you had your Jordans and, and birds who just played basketball because it was what they wanted to do. It was fun. They had, they were good at it, this, that, and the third. So I think the difference is, and, and this is again, no fault of the younger generation because simply in the eighties and maybe a little bit into the nineties, there was no real money in hip hop. (laughs) And, and so you wasn't, you listen, the entire decade of the 80s, nobody went platinum. If you went gold, you, you looked like you would have, that was it. Yeah. And so, gold I mean, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you had your LL, you know. But anyway, so, but there was no, there was no ulterior motive to get into it. There was no um, extra crazy exposure. There was no social media. There was shit in the 80s. For the most part, it was only like five TV channels. So, so you, it wasn't like you was out there for mad, crazy fame. Um, right. and 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 if you appeal it to the youth, we wasn't coming to see you because we weren't old enough. So, so it's not like, so it wasn't. Right. It, you was just out there for the love. And the other thing before I let you um, take your show back is because. <laughs> In the early stages of rap, the sole goal for the MC was to be recognized as super dope on the mic. That's all they wanted. I, I'm the king of this. I'm the best at this. I passed any MC contest. I rap better than you. My words are better than yours. That's it. It was it was never I got more money than you, but my car is better than you. You would talk about your car, but you would be like, I got one. <laughs> but the whole thing was <laughs> I'm dope lyrically. I am dope on the mic. The DJs. My DJ is better than your DJ. My DJ is fast. He can cut mm-hmm. crazy. That was it. It wasn't who what he produced and whose song he right. he was on. It was just being really dope at the craft. It was like anything else in America. If it was basketball, I'm dope on the court. If it was fucking a secretary, I can type this many words a minute. I'm nice at what I do. And now I think the difference is now is I'm I'm making a lot of money doing this and I got your girl. Yeah, I think that's that's really kind of like where it is. I think um, you, you made some good points. I think part of it is 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 like the thing I always talk to my sons about is like there's a and I'll, and I'll get to this point in a second. There's a stark difference between the levels of competition across the board. But going back to your point, um, you're right. Everybody got into it because they wanted to show people how dope they were. And the fact that they could rap, and given the fact that there was no money involved, uh, that made a huge difference. Now I don't blame you know this generation or Kendrick. I'll stay with stick with the rappers, Kendrick, Drake, and Cole. I don't blame them because they can't help what time they were born or what generation they were born into. Um, I will say this much though: I think the money aspect piece of it uh, has them doing different things, obviously, and the way that they have to go about getting the word out is definitely a lot more easier uh and in some of that with it being easier the product that in which they're pushing is a little bit more watered down than what it was back then again not speaking to them specifically because there's going to be some kendrick fans they're gonna be like man i can't believe you're saying this about no trust me i am fans of kendrick and cole drake not so much but i do respect the fact that Y'all have named him the hottest in the game. And he's been the hottest in the game for, I don't know, going on 10 years, I guess. Hey, Kyle. Uh, but I think, yes, sir. You know the difference I don't between. Like, I don't like him. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't like, like any. Him. I don't deal with any of these gentlemen. But what I'm saying is, you know what the difference is? The difference is people, the older people and and the people that came up the MCs, the rappers in the 80s and early 90s, 
yeah, early 90s, I guess. We never anointed anybody as anything. Facts. The big facts. It was just, look, we like these people. We listen to these people. This blew up. That's what it is. Anyone, anyone that is, I don't know, 30 something and up can attest to this. If you listen to hip hop, when in the in the seventies, eighties, nobody was the greatest of all time. Nobody was the no greatest one. that year. <laughs> nobody was even the greatest that month. We just listened to what we listened to. It was no competition between fans. It was competition between rappers. And now if they they was dissing each other, we say nah, nah. They won that one. Because their words or that song was better than that song. But there was no great, there was no, we didn't feel the need to have somebody be crowned as the best. Now we, yeah, well, DMC is the king of rock. Yeah, it was, it was dope. So people would say, nah, I'm gonna come get your crown. But it wasn't, right. it, it was, it was never that important to us. Again, I like in the basketball. It's like, hey, my favorite player is Jordan. My favorite player is Magic. I love Isaiah. Cool. Now, eventually, we realized who <laughs> the best was, but that so, didn't deter. Just because we figured out and we saw that Jordan was who Jordan was, that didn't make Adrian Dantley whack. It's just like, okay, this no, is what, that's all. what it is. Okay, we're good. Exactly. And no one has the fight. No one fought over it. It wasn't that serious. Like, I like He-Man. I like Lionel. Cool. The Thundercats didn't have to be better than everybody. And no one is, people are weird now. <laughs> you, and you know what? I think part of that is like, that's just a part of, where these generations are. And, and again, it's no, it, you can't blame people for being born in what generation they've been born in. But I want to go back to something you said, and that's the point, the next point I was actually going to make. So you actually, it's a great segue. Competition. What I want you to do before I talk about the competition of this generation, give the people who were listening, who may not have been around through, and we'll just pick the golden era, whatever you deem the golden era to be. The golden era of hip hop for you what was the competition like amongst rappers, you know, not necessarily ones being pitted against each other, but just in the rap game, period. What was the competition like? Well, the thing is, it was a competition. It was a competition to be heard because again, another very important thing and, and the golden and I got the golden era as like, if I, if I, if I gave it a 10 year span, we say 84 to 94. If I was okay. doing 10 years, maybe 85 to 95, but it was some really dope shit that came out of 84. So, but, um, right. So, but here's the thing, and this is very important to understand. The majority of the eight, the, the first half of the 80s going into the second half, hip hop rap was controlled by like two record labels. <laughs> if if you went on Def Jam, if you went on Def Jam in the early '80s, nobody heard. I mean, you had Profile and yeah. Sleeping Bag and Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy came up as stuff going, but you if you you only get to get a deal from so many places. That's why a lot of dope songs was just singles, 
and people found somewhere to mm-hmm. press something up and we heard singles and they these people never had albums because you couldn't even get deals like that you would just be heard yeah. off your single and maybe you make another single like uh, a good a good um way to put this Roxanne Shante who I love mm-hmm. who you love her who quietly ran a big portion of rap. She was responsible for a huge thing of rap in like 80, 45, 86. Her first album didn't come out to 88. Mm -hmm. She had single after single after single. She had music videos, but she did not have an album. She didn't have a deal. Run DMC. Everybody loves Run DMC. We know Run DMC. Run DMC and Jam Master J. If you look at their first, what, two albums? Jam Master J is not on the cover. He was not a part of the group. No. (laughs) So it was like, it was so hard. So anyway, so the competition, the competition was to get heard. Um, It was to, it was to um, what is the word I'm looking for? It was to stand out and show that you were unique, show that you were dope, show that you were different. That is the main thing, one of the main differences between our, quote, generation and the subsequent generations is they prided themselves on not being like the other person. So when you had a Rakim, arguably the greatest lyricist who've ever grabbed a microphone. Then you had mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane and Big Daddy Kane's prime. People said that he was the greatest lyricist. And you also had Coogee Rap, who I think is A1 and B to Rakim as the greatest lyricist. All came out at the same time. They all came out at the same time and the three of them could not sound more different than each other. What? You had, you had um, rap groups who the people in their groups didn't sound like each other. And so mm-hmm. at the same time that you had Kane, you had Bez, who Kane wrote for, and he still didn't sound like him. You had, yes. you had Easy and Cube who he wrote for and he still didn't sound like him. So nothing like it. you you had all of these different groups and rappers and the competition was how can I stand out and still be seen as dope? And that's what eventually happened with the pop stuff when someone got really popular and they started doing stuff that wasn't necessarily air quote hip hop. It was shined on because it's like all right now you are being different, but you're not being dope anymore. You're being different for different sake, and you blowing up, but you're not blowing up like you. That's not what we do. You know, instead of, instead of a, a different shade of gray, you just pop it out in the periwinkle, and we like, nah, man. What are what are we doing? And so, but but the competition was crazy because you had to you had to set yourself apart from the other people who are making music sound different, but still be dope. And that is why a lot of times in the rap, it was like, yo, my style is like this because it was all about your style, how you round, how you flow. And, and then 
it turned into somehow this is what everyone's listening to. You have to sound like this. Also, another very important yeah. thing, and I'm gonna give you your show back in a second, is no go ahead, go ahead. in the in the 80s and most of the early 90s, everyone's work stood on its own. There was no real, there was no features. The only time that someone rhymed on something else is if either they produced it or they came up together in a crew. That was that was it. We LL Cool J came out in 84, 85. Mm-hmm. He did he and he was he was huge. Radio, bigger and deafer. Um Walking with a Panther. That man didn't show up on nobody else's song until Rampage. He was <laughs> never on another song. He was never, no one was on his album. <laughs> he wasn't on nobody else's album. Kane. Kane did Rhyming with Biz because he wrote it, but it was nobody. <laughs> he eventually let Scoop and Scrap rap, but that was it. It was so features wasn't a thing. Features wasn't a thing. Who produced it wasn't a thing. The only thing that was important was if it was dope and if you had a DJ, was your DJ dope? That was it. That's all we cared about. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 1,000%. I think that's one of the things that really you can see a stark difference. And I don't think it has anything to do with technology. It's just, like you said, even something as small as features. Because, like you said, LL being a prime example of not being on... Nobody, if you weren't in... I mean, it was kind of like an unwritten rule. Like, one, a rapper didn't want to get shown up by another rapper on another beat. You know, so, no, it was no thing of, okay, hey, let me go... Let, if I'm run, let me go get on this LL track. Even though we are we could be on the same label. Um, but, yeah, if you were outside of being in somebody's crew... You didn't. Ice Cube wasn't going to go jump on somebody else's record. That wasn't the, the features thing, particularly like you said in the early, early to mid '80s, going into the '90s. That's when you started seeing some type of features. But even then, it was it was kind of few and far between. Uh, as far as this generation, I think I don't. Hold on, real like I quick. Said, I don't knock them. Go ahead. One of the dope things about that feature era, jumping on someone's song from the late '80s. Mid, mid to late 80s, early 90s was typically almost 99%. It was on the last song of the album yeah. <laughs> and it was never on the liner notes. It was always a surprise of who was coming on the song. And then once right. someone heard it, that's when the word got out, such and such is on this song rapping with such and such. That was it. You would just listen and then all of a sudden you would hear a different voice. You're like, wow, I can't. Bo-. And that was it. Like, um, uh, burn Hollywood burn with uh, PE. Who was it? Kane and Cube? Kane, yeah, nice Cube. Yep, yep. It was just like, oh, how did they even meet? Right. Like, like, how are they down? How are they? How are they even down with each other? <laughs> yeah, it would it would be crazy stuff like that that we would and that's that would 
that would make us hype that and then when it got to the the mid 90s you would just look at the back of the cd cover and be like oh such and such is on this song let's Mm -hmm. let's listen to this or we would read it in the source such and such has a song with this person but that's the other thing we had to go and physically seek out music find what we liked personally we would listen to everything find out what we liked and then that's what we rocked with and that's what we would tell our other friends about and then as our friends would either like it or rock with it or they would go find something that they thought was better because everything was a competition so then they would go find something and then not let you dub that but because we it wasn't somewhere where you could go because back like in the 80 the the early 80s you couldn't even go to the record store and listen to the, the stuff unless you bought it no if you uh, it wasn't open <laughs> so it wasn't like the little, the headphone stations that they had in the 90s where you can go and listen to something we used to blind buy stuff that album cover looks dope i heard of them i'm gonna buy it i'm gonna listen to it it was a crap shoot it could have been white could have been one of the greatest things of all time mm-hmm. no i agree i agree and i think even as I move forward to talk about, you, you talked about that era, even talking about this era. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm going to stay with Cole, uh, Kendrick and, uh, and Drake just for the, for the, for the point. Um, Damn. I think how hates women, no but, Nikki, no Cardi, no Meg. He hey, I'm, hates I'm, I'm, I'm keeping women. It, I'm, wait, you don't, no, 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 you no, you're not going to do that. I'm keeping it to these three just for this point. So here's the thing. When you talk about competition, like I can see and hear the competition in Cole. I can see and hear the competition in Kendrick. I can see the confidence and somewhat competition in Drake because I think Drake hears what people are saying about him and his music. Anytime he switches a style or he switches his singing or whatever he's doing into something else. So I do see that. What I don't see is I don't see the competition amongst their peers in masses yeah you might have a jid over here or you might have a larry june over here i just don't see the competition in the game of rap period wherein everybody's gunning for the top or everybody's gunning to be heard going back to your point e it's hard to kind of gun to be heard when you at the push of a button everybody can hear you and here's what here's one of the things that i think kind of frustrate me uh just as a fan in general and just stepping back and seeing what i see okay i'll use kendrick as an example okay so kendrick goes to ig puts up this ig post he's in this chair and this is imaginary this is this didn't happen i don't want y'all to think something's coming so he's sitting in the chair he's got his he's got his back to the to the camera and he's just rocking back and forth in the chair right rocking back and forth in the chair and then all of a sudden you hear some music come on and in a 15 second reel for Instagram, you hear Kendrick's voice. So it's, and it's a song that you've never heard before. And so now everybody in the comment section is like, oh, wow, I can't wait. I can't wait. New shit coming. Oh my God. And, and, and trust me, I get it. If you were able to play Public Enemy before I heard, if you were able to play It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back in 88 before I could actually hear it or hear any clip, I mean, if you gave me a clip of it, I probably would go crazy too. I just, from that, I just don't see where in the fans and then also the artists, I don't see the competition. And I don't see the competition where the fans are pushing the artists to be competitive with each other. What I see is, and again, I'm standing on a hill. 
because I, I I'm in my yard, right? I, I'm in my yard. I'm raking. I'm the old guy in the yard on my on the, on my little hill, and I'm talking to the to the kids walking by, the young whippersnappers, the young Thundercats. What I'm seeing is I'm seeing fans, the Drake fans go after the Kendrick fans, the Kendrick fans go after the Cole fans, and here's the thing, and I want everybody to be clear on this: there was no such thing as the Run DMC fans versus the <laughs> the LL fans, because like E said a little earlier. We were just fans. Like, quick question. Who's your favorite basketball player of all time? Magic Johnson. Okay, mine's Michael Jordan. See how simple that is? He didn't yeah. say, oh, Jordan suck. He's not the GOAT. <laughs> Especially well, I mean, because he is. I could literally. <laughs> but if, but even if I, if, I, if I pulled out my phone and I went on Twitter right now and I typed up, Man, Jordan is the greatest of all time. I guarantee you. Or if I said Kendrick Lamar is the greatest of all time, I guarantee you there would be two or three retweets and then the rest would be arguments. How can you say that when such and such and such is still alive? And I think, and, and no, I mean, that's my opinion. We're fans. Well, if you're thing, a fan of Kendrick, cool. If you're not a fan, cool. Go ahead. The thing is, like, one, like we were saying earlier, it never mattered to us who was no, no. deemed the greatest because, well, one, in our defense, it was still being built. You, This is the whole classic argument. You can't call something a classic 10, 20, 30 years. It got at least be like 50 years before something can be a classic. <laughs> right, right. Oh, they, they put out classes each week. Man. Yeah, an instant classic so is an oxymoron. <laughs> But, but the thing is, the 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 fans aren't really fans. They're they're posturing because now they can be seen, they can be heard, and they just want to be. Um, uh, they just want to oppose something. There was no listen. Mm -hmm. There was no. Crazy Aretha Franklin hive back in the day. It was so, it was just like the music. The Aretha hive. Yeah. Did Diana Ross have a hive too? Oh yeah. It wasn't the 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 the, the petty the petty pods or something. It was just people listen to the music. The music comes out. We love it. If it, yeah. but again. We didn't have a forum or a platform to go in and be like, my team is better. But because even if we did, we'd be like, so shut up. Who cares? It honestly doesn't matter. The fandom is not real fandom. It is tribalism. And tribalism is not fandom. You're not a fan of the actual product or or the what the person produced, you just like that person and you say, well, that's going to be my person. And and no matter what they do, I'm going to roll with it. That's not being a fan of the music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, it, it absolutely <laughs> is not. It's tribalism and and a lot of that has is, is, is just crazy. Because like you said, someone will put out a snippet of something. This... This generation, these couple of generations are crazy. They are releasing track lists and people are going crazy yes. over track lists. 
I wish I would right, care about. Right. Oh man, they got a song called right. "No Shoelaces." I can't wait to hear you. That could be the worst song in the yeah. history of songs. Tracklist. I, I I knew that things were headed down the wrong path when probably about five, six, seven years ago, they would release who was producing such and such's album, mm. and I'm like, that's not good because I never picked up a LL album to see who produced it. I can't tell you who produced I'm Bad on on, on LL's record. I think I it was Battle I Cat. Know who produced it? Yeah. I was, that was going to be my first guess. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know who produced most of the albums that I listened to in the 80s and the 90s. I, yeah. Do I know off, off head? Yeah. Pro- I mean, but if you just randomly ask me who produced, uh, you know, I don't know, Summertime, I don't the know. Important, the important thing person. is really you didn't I'm, care. I didn't care. No, and even That's to this day, I still thing. don't care. No, who cares? <laughs> and, shit. And, and and so and so that leads me to my next question. Um, the the other we we talked about competition. The other C I want to talk about is creativity, which you touched on a little earlier, but I want to go back to it. I think one of the other reasons why our generation is better is because. We were definitely more creative because you didn't have a choice. You mm-hmm. didn't want to sound like the next guy or girl, and mm-hmm. you wanted to be creative. So, like, case in point, um, there's a pretty popular guy on the social media f- uh, platforms, a guy by the name of B Dot. Uh, B Dot every year, every year picks out and lists his top ten rap albums of the year. And I'm going to read to you the list that, for those of you who know who, know who B Dot is, some most of you don't, probably don't. But I have no idea who this person is. I've seen B Dot a couple of times because I think he hosts a podcast with Elliot Wilson, Elliot Wilson, formerly of the Source Magazine. Uh, that's the only reason why. If B Dot came in here with a, if he came in my my house with a B Dot jersey on, I probably would think he played for the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the albums, and he lists them from one to ten. Number one, Killer Mike. The, with the album Michael. Number two, Larry June and The Alchemist, uh, The Great Escape, which is kind of interesting because Larry June and The Alchemist. The Alchemist is the producer. So he, there again, I mean, I don't need to know that The Alchemist produced the album, but I guess it, it's just cool. Uh, the album is called The Great Escape. Currency and JD uh, for Motivational Use Volume 1. Uh, Central, Central C and Dave Split Decision. I, I've never heard of Central C or Dave. Uh, Yo Gotti uh, with an album called I Showed You. Jack Harlow um, with your song with an album called Jackman. Do you, real quick, have you ever heard a Jack Harlow song before? Have I heard a Jack Harlow song? I've heard, I've heard one. Maybe two. I think he performed okay. on Saturday Night Live. I'm, okay, I'm convinced I've never heard a Jack Harlow song. Uh, <laughs> number seven, Boozy Badass uh, going through some things. Uh, Number eight, Key Glock, uh, with a uh, Glaucoma two. Uh, number nine, <laughs> hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I do not know or have ever heard of Key Glock before, but that is a dope I, I ass title. I've heard the name. That title is dope as hell. Yeah. I, I'll be listening to it just for that title. I like it. I like that. Yeah, Glaucoma that was cool. two. Glaucoma two. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I. I think I've heard the name before. I'm pretty sure. I don't know who Key Glock is. Uh, number nine, Nas with uh, Magic Three 
and number 10, Babyface Ray with The Summer's Mine. Now, I'll be honest. There's a bunch of, with this list, I heard Nas. And I heard um, Kill a, a couple of tracks from Killer Mike. Uh, but, I mean, like, there were other albums. I know Davies put out a pretty good album. Um, uh, who else? Um, I think the Sky Zoo album came out this year. Uh, just to name a few. I, and I don't want to get into a list, but even in listing some of the names of the albums that I just listed that is on B-Dot's top 10, whoever B-Dot is, um, I just don't, in the artist, that in, in the artist that I do know that he listed on here, I don't see the creativity. Now, <laughs> as he just pointed out, there's some creativity in that name, Glaucoma 2. But outside of that, I really don't see a lot of creativity from these artists and don't get me wrong I'm, i don't want you to think i'm the old guy on the hill who doesn't listen to any current music i do listen to some that would be uh, me i like the kid jid that would be eclectic I, I, I like the kid jid um i'm going to get around to larry june at some point because i keep hearing people talk about it currency is bad so forth and so on but i just don't see the creativity and i think where my frustration comes in as a fan and one of the, another reason why i think we're our rappers are better is because I think this generation of rappers have access to have way more creativity with technology and everything seems, sound, well, I don't want to say everything, a lot of things seems, sounds, feels the same and looks the same. And we can't get, oh, I almost forgot. I think mm -hmm. the great Flo Millie dropped an album this year. Mm -hmm. Can't forget about Flo Millie from Mobile, Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, but my question to you is, I, like I said, I'm frustrated because I think this generation has access to technology that can make them more creative. The generation that you're speaking of, how creative were they? Because, like you mentioned earlier, nobody looked or sound or felt the same. Well, the, the thing is, uh, shouts to AO technology, but... Um, mm. It's it's not it's not the technology. Now the the thing is, you can say this: they have all of the music that was created up until now to use, though, because you got to think in the eighties we were sampling uh, James Brown and and some seventy soul because that's all you had, and then in the nineties. Mm -hmm. That's all you they were sampling the eighties because okay, we now we got a new decade worth of stuff. <laughs> so, so that's why <laughs> they were sampling that that's why Puffin they were sampling 80, like, oh we grew up on this. And then and then so now the, the weird thing is they don't even sample right now. They'll sample the same thing no, that's been sampled 15, samples. 20 times. No, but like the 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 right. the, the fucking um like the the women, they're doing a lot of samples, but you get like how many times are you gonna sample the message? I mean, Cube sampled yeah. it already, and then <laughs> like you sampling the same things. How many times are you gonna sample um Diana Ross from Mo Money? You gonna keep sampling this? You're sampling the same ones. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Or you're not even reaching back to sample something like. I mean, I don't want them to bastardize these songs, but if you're going to sample, <laughs> go and grab a Lucini or go and grab, you know, a uh, 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 broken language. But anyway, so it's not necessarily the technology. 
It's like I said earlier, it's the experience, it's life. They don't have, they haven't experienced real life, you know, when, when a rapper in the eighties, fuck the nineties can rhyme about sitting outside, watching the people go by, uh, this person's drug dealing, this person pulled up in his new car, uh, uh, I got sent to the store to get this. None of that happens now. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. you, you're not gonna listen no. to somebody rap about ordering Postmates. <laughs> well, I mean, it's something you talk about all the time on your on your podcast. Like, where are the story rhymes? Exactly. I, they don't nobody, have any stories because they don't go outside. And, 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 and I, yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like. And I, I'm sure I speak V when I say this. In that generation, our generation of rappers, anybody that you deem a great rapper, I don't care if it's Cool G Rap, I don't care if it's Big Daddy Kane, I don't care if it's Ice Cube, they got at least one or two great story raps. You you almost you had to have it. You had you were it, completely it was, it was out of the goat conversation if you don't have at least three dope story raps. So and I guess so, I would eliminate Drake. Listen, I don't know what he'd be telling stories about. Um, you know what? You know what? Nah, he could have told he a whole bunch of stories him. about Kiki and, uh, <laughs> and and his his other conquests. <laughs> All I'm saying is, right. it's about experience and life. They don't have anything to talk about, so they talk about the same yeah. things. Or and yeah. what is what is the other person talking about? They're talking about their chains. All right, well I'm gonna give me some chains and talk about mine too, because I don't have anything mm-hmm. else to talk about. Like yeah. you got to think about a lot of the earlier generations' music was, um, you know, their first album was basically a mess their entire life up until that album. And so all the things that they've seen, all the things that they've done up until that album, then when you fast forward to this generation, they haven't really seen or done much. They haven't really had to because, again, if you if you are born and high speed internet exists, you haven't really struggled. <laughs> you know, so you haven't really been through anything. If you were born and there's already Uber. What you know? You're not sent to the corner store. You're not getting bullied and harassed. You're getting bullied online. You haven't gotten online, bullied, right. <laughs> so you haven't gotten beaten up. You haven't you haven't had to wear some bullshit to school and get teased about it. You haven't had no food fights in the cafeteria. No girl has broke your heart. If she did, she broke it broke your heart on Facebook. <laughs> so so you haven't gone through via text. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you, you haven't gone through enough shit to even talk about something in a dope way. So you're forced to talk about the same things over and over again because, for whatever reason, people refuse to go back. They'll go back and grab a beat, but they won't go back to listen to anything for inspiration. They won't go and listen to a, a Dana Dane or a Special Ed and be like, "Wait a minute, what the." Special Ed dropped the whole thing about how dope his life was and how much he got. He had a 7,400 scooters and, and had a, a dog with a solid gold bone. Meanwhile, did the video in a junkyard. 
Nobody, we was just like, hey man, this is dope. This, that's how we <laughs> said. And and the um and that was a great platform. Music video was a great platform to get your personality out, get your style out, and get your point of view out, and to introduce yourself to the world. Now people are introduced via Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and then they'll make a video. They'll make a video. There's no platforms. Yeah, there's no platform that shows videos. No one's clamoring to go run and see the video, but you can see the video and the videos that they make look like Instagram stories and TikTok. So they, <laughs> so they're just longer versions because the the Instagram and TikTok cut you off after a certain amount of minutes. So right, so there's right. no there's no creative. Listen, Special Ed was on the street in a hovercraft. You can on his in his music video, the the right. So the creativity is lost because there's not a good um, there's not ample sources to to feed off of to get from, and they're not looking back to try to even parody this stuff. I mean, if you think of, mm-hmm. you had Steady B made a song called My Benz. Talking mm. about his bands. Um, um, Run DMC made my Adidas. Talking about the sneakers. Um, Heavy D made Nike. And so you would look at him and be like, see, these people back then, they was bragging about their stuff just like they bragging about it now. Yes, but it was creative how they did it. Also, mm-hmm. then you had Sir Mix-a-Lot come in with my hoopty. He talking about, I got the most fucked up car <laughs> ever. And it was just as dope as anybody else's song. Yeah, It was creativity. He, he, he basically he basically could have just looked back and said, oh, they talking about, you know what? I'm going to talk about how fucked up my ride is. And that's what I'm going to do. Biz Monkey made a whole song about him getting played by a girl. <laughs> and it turned out to be one of the biggest hits. It was so. It's not always. It wasn't always. Look how dope I am. N.W.A. Easy E. They went and robbed a, a bank and got caught and put in jail. It's, it's so every day that people are so afraid to look lesser than or not cool and not tough. The other thing is the '80s. Some of the '90s, they never took themselves that serious. They talk all of this stuff, but no. they would just have fun. The problem is when the younger people were born, they looked at it and took the wrong parts of them. Oh, they got guns and they be killing. Yeah, but listen to two songs later, they talking about something completely different. So you will listen to all the killing, but then you won't. Then you won't listen to. Um, our people as oppressed or oppressed or pick up a book or read this or don't do don't do drugs you only listen to those three songs mm-hmm. so you know it's weird man mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it's it, it is it really is weird in a lot of ways and I think um, you know as I was listening to you I, I just thought about something that I heard the other day like you know I think when you talk about our rappers being better than their rappers our rappers honestly had to pay dues you had to pay your dues you couldn't just get on like for as dope as 
people loved and, and talked about this Tiny Desk performance by Scarface. Scarface, even as an, an accomplished rapper, before he became an accomplished rapper, he had to pay his dues in Texas, in Houston. And Houston at the time that he came out wasn't a hotbed for rappers. You know what I'm saying? It was J Prince, rap a lot, and that was it. Like there wasn't any other I'm sure there was competition, but I mean at the time, he still had to pay his dues. We hear all the time about DJs who had to come up carrying records into the clubs and stuff like that. And that was you might you may have had to carry like Redman had to carry uh EPMD's records or or DJ Scratch's records before he could even get on the mic and rap for Eric Sermon and, and Paris Smith. Um, and that was a guy who we look at now as an accomplished MC, but he came from a humble beginning as far as his start. And that's how these rappers, they built character because everybody couldn't just get on. You had to pay your dues before you got on. Now, bruh, if you got a microphone and a computer, I can make a rap. I can make a rap song tonight. And if it blows, if it goes quote unquote viral, and then all of a sudden, if I get hundred thousand followers on the 12 Kyle pie oh let's let's just say i get a million followers then i can then i will have these rap labels competing for me because one i have a following as they say and then two i have a hit but i mean nobody's looking to cultivate the artist either so i blame some of that on um record labels but then i also blame the fans too because this generation of fans haven't asked and demanded more from the rappers than they should have. You know and, what? You I know think, what I read about that? You, because what you just said, it? what you just said that you could make a song right now, it could go viral. People would be trying to get you on everything, uh, commercials. You, you, the people are going to mm-hmm. be dancing on TikTok to your song, and and so mm-hmm. you can finish the point that you're about to make. The worst mm-hmm. part about this is all of that is true. And the song doesn't have to be good. Not at all. That's the problem. <laughs> Not at all. I always, I always use uh, "Old Town Road" by Lil Nas X. First of all, his name is Lil Nas. He shouldn't be Lil Nas. Nas's name shouldn't be shared with anybody. But Lil Nas X, bless his heart. I don't know the guy personally, but I think when I listen to that song "Old Town Road," that song, from the first time I heard it to the last time that I heard it, it sounds like he was playing around in the studio or wherever he was and he made a song jokingly with his friends and all of a sudden this song takes off and now he is burdened he is he is 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 hit with the burden of becoming a rapper when he probably never had any ideas to rap that's just my personal take on it um but no the song every like you said everything else gets lost in the shuffle because it's never it's not about the music anymore it's about your marketing. It's about your promotion. It's about who you're dating, who you're, you know, what what the streets are saying, what uh, <laughs> what uh, the blogs and the and the shade rumor and, and and sites like that are talking about. It's about everything but the music. So when people come with the music, when the Kendricks and the Coles and the and the J Coles and, and the Kendrick Lamar's come with the music and Drake, the music is secondary. So what happens is the music will come out. And it's like, oh man, this this Drake album is the greatest album. I can't see what else. I can't wait to see what he does next. I mean, he just dropped the album two hours ago, and you're already looking forward to what's next. Wherein, listen, if Ice Cube dropped an album in in January of 1989, 
you wasn't getting another album <laughs> anytime soon. So you had to no. love it and cherish it and listen to it for how, however long. Oh, so, and, I mean, and so, you know, I think in a lot of ways, the fans got spoiled too. Go ahead. Also, and listen, I know that you listen to these people. I don't. <laughs> people. But I think, now, I mean, I, I'll hear some stuff in passing and let the record show. I know a lot of about newer, newer stuff, probably more than he does, but he will actually, he has kids too. So anyway, my thing is this, <laughs> I think, I think a lot of this, because I listen to the popular stuff when people say, yo, such and such came. I'm like, all right, I'll, it's a classic one. Well, let me listen to it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I think right. it's I think it's the ugly girl theory. My ugly girl theory. Mm. And this is What's this that? is my ugly girl theory. Uh-oh. If you are around, let's say five women that you would deem not your type, you're not attracted to. They're not attractive to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you follow me so far? I'm, I'm with you. I'm leaning in on this one. And you're there with them mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. Eventually, mm-hmm. one or two of those five will be the attractive ones <laughs> of the five. <laughs> now at face value you walk into the room ain't nothing there for you you in that yeah. room three four hours you're like you know what oh girl she ain't, she ain't that bad compared yeah. Yeah, to if I start drinking. compared to the other three so to me right. when you're when people are putting out this music that for the most mm-hmm. part is Let's say subpar. Let's say the music is unattractive. And mm-hmm. someone says something clever. Or someone is kind of cute. Or someone has someone mm. on one of those things that you like. All of a sudden, that particular artist mm. or song is the shit. We're really, at face value, none of it is. <laughs> So it's like I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Yeah. So even if you even if you go back to the seventies where it was, well, I'm the this and the that, and I'm the this and the this, and people are like, oh, cool. And then a couple of years later, someone will be like, well, I'm the this and the this and then the that and the that and the that and the that. You know, oh shit! Oh my god! It's crazy. <laughs> All right, right. And but um, no, I I get yeah. it. I get it. I know that these guys are great per the sample Mm -hmm. that these people have, but I listened to it with the I just walked in ears, not that I've been sitting in it and staring at these people. And then I'm like, this is not, this is not good. This is not good. But everyone else is like, oh, yeah. I used to think that. But then I, oh, okay, it's the ugly girl theory. You you just been hanging out with it now. All of us, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I like I like your ugly girl theory. I, I will say this much because, like you said, I, you 
Now you will surprise me. You you every now and then I'll hit you up and I'll ask you and you'll be like, Yeah, I heard such and such as album. And I'm like, Wow, you actually heard it. But it, it's because somebody said, Yo, E, check this out. And you listen and you convincingly will give it a listen. Yeah, and um, if Aaron, someone asks probably bypass it. <laughs> if someone asks my opinion on go something, ahead. if someone asks my opinion on mm-hmm. something, I will go listen to it all before I ultimately trash it. But <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we've had our outcast discussions. You like, well, hey, this guy oh, yeah, hate yeah. this guy hates outcast. I don't hate outcast. He does. He hates outcast. I, I don't hate outcast. I hate outcast as much as he hates women. I love women. Okay, then. So, I mean, that's, she was on ECE's album. <laughs> but so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I go and I listen to all of the stuff, and then I come back. I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't for me. Like we had the Missy conversation. I went and listened to her whole discography. Oh. And I came back like, yeah, no, it was terrible. <laughs> but I'm not going to just say it just because I don't like a particular song right. or a particular right. group. I don't, I do not hate Outkast. I just don't like any of their music. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's um, it. Man, listen, listen. This this has been a great conversation. I think, in conclusion, I think it's it's. I wanted to do this this episode because I wanted people to see and, and just really expound on what Dominique and Bomani were talking about. Um, I had a fund- I, I had a fundamental problem rapper- with Dominique. What did you, what problems did you have with Dominique? The end of the shit it was saying what uh, Nas Nas is another uh, version of someone, but big people don't know who it is. You don't know who it is. Listen, no, you don't know who it is. Yeah, it, I'm like you. You can't say well, uh, Drake is just a this, and then there's a, but then when Nas came out, he was super rich. He wasn't. He was the new Rock Camp. Well, he was really the new Fuji no. Rap. Yeah, and so just right. because I mean, you, you can hear the influences and. Just because you go ahead, go ahead. didn't listen to Kooji rap in the in the eighties, don't mean that nobody <laughs> did. It's it's a succession to all of these things, you know. So it's like, yeah, man, and it's getting watered down the further we go. That's uh, sadly that's true, and I think that's a part of the problem um, because you don't see where the newer generation uses or have been influenced because if somebody comes out now and they say, okay, well, I was influenced by Wayne. Okay, cool. That's cool. Um, but Wayne is not an old school artist. You know, if he may be old school to them to a 20 year old. Yeah. Wayne is old school because Wayne got to be touching 40 right now. Um, but he's not an old school artist. And I think sometimes these artists can, these rappers probably could do themselves a, a service and go a little bit further back and pull something from the generation before them. I'm not saying that you got to be the next LL or the next Rakim, but just understand where the foundation came from and go back to it. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I wanted to do this episode, man, because that, that talking point of what they had uh, really struck home. Uh, the, the tiny desk from Scarface was incredible. I've watched it like two or three times and uh, I really appreciate, you know, one Scarface being here because you know Scarface almost checked out of here, um, you know due to COVID, and I think he had a he had a kidney transplant, which he ended up getting a kidney from his son. So really, and I'm all for seeing my rappers that I grew up with grow old, 
And I mean, we saw a lot of that this particular calendar year in 2023 uh, with, you know, the honoring of hip hop uh, mm-hmm. as it turned 50. Now, I would love to see hip hop. <laughs> well, that, that's another story for another day with this guy. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see more of these tours. LL went on the force tour with uh, the Roots and did a killing. And meanwhile, some of the current artists, the current rappers, were struggling to sell out some of these smaller arenas. And the Force Tour sold out everywhere it went. And I mean, but it was it was a smorgasbord of old school hip hop artists that could still rock a party. LL still puts on a great show. The Roots put on a great show. KRS One, who didn't perform, puts on a great. I mean, like the list goes on and on. So I think I would like to see that continue. But I would also like to see this generation take more pages from the previous generation, from the golden era, from those people, because I think that will ultimately help them become better at their craft. I don't think um, they, they don't care. They are getting paid. <laughs> they are getting laid. They are getting notoriety. They are being loved by all. They don't care. The last thing that I want to say in reference to the mm-hmm. generation before another out because, and to piggyback off of caring, and I did, I did a whole, I did a whole podcast episode on when it was called. It's called When Hip Hop Cared. When Hip Hop Cared, I remember that episode. And you will never listen. And you're not supposed to say never, but I'm gonna say it because I'm me. You will never have a, a heel or a self destruction with these people. Mm. Like there were there were songs and albums dedicated. All in the same gang, maybe. All in you not no look at put it like this. Look at all of the stuff that's been going on since the nineties. Way worse than everything that they was rapping about. And no one has made a single song about nothing. No one's they they, they promote it. They are part of it. They they record it on their <laughs> On their fucking phones, they put it as a part of their uh, rollout. The bad stuff. This is how they got popular. He was like, "Oh, well, where did such and such come from? They got this new song. Oh, yeah, I know him because he's, he beat his girl up two two years ago. Oh, okay, then I guess we should listen to him. <laughs> but you, you'll never get your. You must learn, and your black cop, and your." There were so many songs and albums and, and, and movements. Anything Public Enemy did. Fight the power. You, All the shit that was going on. How was there not... A, put it like this. and that I'll, I'll, Because I can go on forever about this. I'll say it simply like this. Can you imagine... Could you imagine the music and the albums that would have came out and say... Hmm... 87, 88, even 91, if the Black Lives Matter movement happened then. Wow. Ooh, man, listen. Now, (laughs) now, while you think about that, then think of what we actually got, which is nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's all I'll the, say. The times weren't the, the music were 
the music wasn't reflected in the time. And that's and that's crazy when you think about everything that happened for the Me Too movement, for the Black Lives Matter movement, that period of music, you know, and, and I liken it back to, although it's on the R&B side, I liken it back to uh, the 70s when Marvin made What's Going On. Marvin Gaye, for those of you who don't know Marvin Yeah. <laughs> mercy, mercy there's, me. There's, there's mercy, mercy me. The, the music reflected the time, but history's going to look back and say, well, where was hip-hop in this, in this movement? We don't the music didn't reflect it. I mean, not in the masses it did. Maybe one or two songs <clears> here, <throat> there, but not as the way it should have. Yeah, not yeah, again. That's a, that's not a great, end up great being a, a jam. It's like we still jam to these songs. That was like again. Me too. Black Lives Matter. Nothing. We got the just off the Tawana Brawley. Look what we got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like the power, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. in the video, Tawana Brawley, Reverend Al. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 a great great way to land uh, this plane. Um, we want to thank you all for tuning in uh, to the Twelve Kyle Podcast. Remember, this podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, you can follow me across the board, Twelve Kyle, Twelve Kyle Podcast on all the socials. Um, also, TikTok. We're on TikTok. You're going to see more video content there. Millennial. And uh, this guy here, he's going to be back. He's going to be back. Uh, he's always here, but he'll be back for more episodes. But before we get out of here, E, tell them where they can find you at. You know, just, just look. But, um, um, eclectic. <laughs> he said, just look. Just look. Uh, look over your shoulder, like little Mike said. Look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. Look over your shoulder. Uh, Mike, Mike, you don't tell no chick look over your shoulder. They called her honey, too. Look like, yeah. Shoulder. Nah, that was some smooth shit. Yeah, yeah look over your shoulder. Look I'm about to go get shoulder, me a honey. I'm about to go get me a lollipop. Um E-C-L-E-C-T-I-K um at Eclectic, at Eclectic Podcast, um, at Tweet Rhymes Life, at Encyclopedia Hip Hop. Um we got hip hop podcasts. We got nostalgia eighties and nineties podcasts. All things evergreen. So, um, if you find it, listen to all of them, and um, let's argue. <laughs> hey, they will argue. <laughs> uh, like I said, you you found us. You 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 here. So we're like I said, there's gonna be more content. Definitely more content coming up in 2024. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us. Once again, another episode for me and my boy Eclectic. We're talking about why our rappers are better than yours. Uh, and, and feel free, if you disagree, hit us up on Twitter. If you're on Spotify and you're listening, uh, there's a comment section. You can comment there and tell us what you like, what you didn't like yeah. about it. Uh, and then we'll, we'll rebut. Yeah, we'll have, <laughs> I have no problem doubling down. We could do a part two where you give us a list and we'll we'll tell you We'll give you a rapper that's better than everyone on your list. <laughs> and if you're really, really good, we might invite you to come on the podcast and debate it with us. If you're good. But now, most of you aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's going to do it for us. So for my boy, Clayton, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Five Gs. Look over your shoulder. <laughs>